Welcome to HorrorFatal.com, almost live, where sarcasm goes to the movies and snark watches TV, with your hosts, the Horror Fatal and the Diva Mummy. Welcome to HorrorFatal.com, almost live, I'm your host, the Horror Fatal, bringing you this week's horror news, reviews, recaps, and information. As always, I ask you to like, subscribe, or both on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or whatever platform you're listening to this cast on. Mimpi buruk ini seperti tidak pernah berakhir. Anak setan. dengan mata kepalaku sendiri, Dewi dibunuh. Suatu. Kami percaya kalau Pak Ayub balik lagi untuk balas dendam. Ada beberapa sosok iblis tertentu yang mengharuskan adanya pengorbanan. Kurban itu merupakan salah satu bentuk dari pengabdian. That was the trailer for May the Devil Take You To. Hi guys, this is our final episode for the Halloween season. <laughs> and just like the previous episodes, we're only doing movie reviews. And this, like I said, is the May the Devil Take You To, which premieres tomorrow on Shudder. And it is by director Timo Talahanto. And you might know him from um, his standout segments in anthology films like The ABCs of Death, VHS 2, and his feature, May the Devil Take You, which is the prequel to this film that we're about to talk about. And he also did an action movie called The Night Comes for Us. In May the Devil Take You 2, it is the sequel, like I said, to the 2018 hit Two years after escaping from a demonic terror, a young woman is still haunted by unnatural visions. The dangers that await her and her friends are increasingly threatening. The figure of darkness rises to take their lives. It stars Chelsea Islan, Vaikata Sidmore, Baskara Mahadra, and Hija Shabib. And it's directed again by Timo Tahadra. It is a film, um, it comes from Indonesia. Um, so I hope I pronounced those names 
properly but i have a sneaking suspicion that i did not and it also explains why the trailer is not in english so i invite you to visit horfatel.com to take a look at the trailer um so you can actually read the subtitles and see what's going on if you do not speak the language this film i gotta say i haven't watched the first one so i came in blind and I went back and forth trying to decide on whether I was going to go and watch the first one first before I watched this one. And I, halfway through the film, I kind of felt I should have. Because it's definitely not what I would call a standalone film. Sometimes directors are able to pull that off. Where if you haven't seen the first one, you can come in and, and watch the sequel and not be confused. And I was kind of confused. I didn't really understand um what was happening a lot of the time it um hmm. so i feel like that kind of might have clouded my opinion of the film but um you know it's one of these movies where i think because i was so trying to understand the plot there was like no terror to it for me and but if you are a true fan of asian horror you're you you will like this um because it's really not anything out of that vein or whatever um you know the you have the the usual kind of um the way it's shot the characters definitely you know you have the bendy contoured bodies and the speedy crawl i call it the speedy crawl chases you know what i'm talking about where the villain jumps out and she's really small at first and then she becomes big because she's running real fast towards you um you have that those jumpy jumpy shots of 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 the demons um so they stuck to that the kills you know unlike uh, i th- i think like most most um other countries the i don't think that the asians kind of they're not for the bloody 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 that we are they do more of um i call it liquefied black blood <laughs> that's how that's how their victims are you know they don't they don't they're not very they're not gory in, in that way um let's see what else i can tell you about it i don't hate it you know or whatever but i i I wasn't i think like i said because i was so confused about what the entity was and why the entity was chasing these people i didn't i that the fact that i get the first the survivor coming back but i was very confused with the other people because to me she didn't seem like she knew them (laughs) and I didn't get that part so I was like why are they with her they basically not to spoil because I do want you guys to always watch the films and make your own opinions they kind of kidnap her and her little sister at the beginning of the film and they say you know you got to go back to this house this house um is where the first film took place I, I think that's what I gathered from the context clues that were thrown out. And I, I wasn't sure why um, they were involved, the other people. 
I get why she was and her little sister and why they needed to go back to this home to kind of finally put a nail in this demon's coffin, so to speak. But I didn't understand. It was completely lost. Like I said, I'll probably go back and watch the first one. Maybe that'll give me some clarity what was going on. Um, so, you know, the Scooby gang kidnaps her and her, her little sister to try to go back and, like, fight this entity and you know things don't go well you know that it's never gonna go the way they wanted to um and you have your your kills from there um the actors are pretty good in the movie i really enjoyed the lead actress the uh chelsea she she has that final girl grit and she's determined to get her and her little star out of out of it um in one piece and she kind of really doesn't care <laughs> about the other people she's, she seems very annoyed that they're making her come back to this house by the way and i'm not sure what that's about again that's probably in the first film it has um a semi-satisfying ending um there might be a third film because there always is with these type of films they always open the leave the door open to possibly a, a third um, rendition of this in some sort of way um so that's kind of my take on it it's a kind of a ramble it's kind of a, a real ramble for me on this one because like I said I was kind of confused and I hate that part I hated that part that I was confused but I made the snap judgment of not watching the first one first because I wanted to see whether it could stand alone and it doesn't watch the first one first and then watch this one and it is currently airing today on Shutter. That was the trailer to our second little jam and it is a little bit different because it's not an actual movie movie per se but it is that was the trailer for a creep show animated special which premieres today again on shutter i know i have a lot of shutter shit but whatever they're doing some good programming and what can i say um a creep show animated special features two stories directed by creep show showrunner of course greg nicotaro with animation by octopi animation studio again just like the regular um series they have two vignettes one of which is survivor type and it's based on a short story by stephen king and it was adapted by greg and it stars hot mugshot <laughs> Look up his mugshot. I'm just telling you. Kiefer Sutherland, who we know 
will always be David from the Lost Boys. <laughs> but he's also um, in 24 and designated survivor and a whole ton of other shit that you know Kiefer um, from because he's a big actor. Um, Kiefer Stars is a man determined to stay alive alone on a deserted island no matter what the cost. That was the first um, story. I'm not going to spoil you. Um, I'll just say <laughs> there's a lot of uh, come up. You know, the story it just it gets cuckoo bananas. He's um, there's a I can't there's a boat crash, which is very. Is that a word? Is that what you call it? A boat sinks. He's on a on a on a cruiser and it sinks and he's the only survivor and he winds up on a it's not even a whole island it's like a strip of island he didn't do the whole you know tom hanks you know wilson thing for him but he winds up um the lone survivor on this little island and he's not a good dude so you're not gonna pull for him at all and again it's kind of a comeuppance tale or whatever that he receives some justice (laughs) for you know his evil deeds and he's such a vain person what he eventually does to himself is kind of like wow that's just fucking ridiculous <laughs> but that's what he does um it's insane it's crazy um Kiefer's voice is all is an awesome voice he has one of those really um great voices anyway so um it's very it works well with this this whole story um, it's intense. The this this survival type is very intense, and it kind of will make you anxious, which I I feel is like kind of well done, cause you kind of you're like, is he gonna get off this island? What's he gonna do to get off this island? And you know, and again, not to spoil, he doesn't get off the island. <laughs> You'll see what happens to him. It's 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 not a good thing. Um, the second one is Twittering from the Circus of the Dead and it's based off a short story by Joe Hill and adapted by Melanie Dale. It stars Joey King from The Kissing Booth and The Act as a teen whose family trip includes a visit to the graviest <laughs> show on earth. This one was my favorite of the two and perhaps the stronger in my humble opinion. Um it's such a story of now such a story now you know and what was really funny about it i was oddly enough on twitter (laughs) while i was watching it so once you watch this that'll make sense (laughs) that will make total sense to you it also offers this really intense um build up and it has a nice nice satisfying ending um again stronger of the two Overall, this is a pretty good little um, series, uh, you know, special, I guess we'll call it. The graphics are cool as hell. The graphics are really cool as hell. Um, they did a really good job with the graphics. Um, and I saw, and the, one, the version that I watched, the screener version, didn't even have the final cut. So, I'm, I can't wait to watch it tomorrow, well, today, haha, <laughs> um, when it finally airs on Shutter, so I can see how they finished it off and polished it up before they presented it to you guys so if i'm telling you that the graphics are really cool in the screener version the unfinished version i'm sure this version that's airing now is hella cool looking um 
they also drop I want you guys to pay attention to the end Continue, watch all the way through the credits I always advise that with, with this kind of thing especially with Crypto there's some easter eggs in there and I hope you guys agree with me and let me know what you think because I think there might be a Christmas version of this coming pay attention to the easter eggs and I don't want to spoil but just pay attention to the end credits that's all I want to say on that um what else can I tell you uh it's it's a special and it's going to premiere exclusively can't talk on horror streaming service of shutter in all its territories as well as via the shutter offering within the amc plus bundle if you have that it begins thursday today <laughs> october 29th shortly after um 12:01 a.m eastern time and 9:01 p.m pacific time so check it out guys I got some more shutter news. Um, well, I kind of lied. That makes me kind of a liar a little bit because I said there would be no news. But I kind of have some shutter news that's going to be tacked on to the end of this particular episode that I think you really, 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 really going to want to know. Just saying. Do you see the bad things? The bad things, they know how to hide. They know how to make themselves look normal. Evil has a way of looking really nice and shiny. On the surface, but it has to. Bad things are already here. That was the legendary voice of Tony Todd. And that brings us to our final film of this episode. Tales from the Hood 3. Now, as you might have heard or know from Twitter or Instagram or whatever the fuck. Probably the site. I don't care. (laughs) I am a Tony Todd stan. I repeatedly get annoyed because I do not feel that Tony Todd gets his proper due as I've repeatedly said on this very podcast again on the Twitter and whatever because he's not as revered as he he should be he is fucking Candyman okay <laughs> he's also the cr- the creepy ass undertaker in Final Destination damn it they do not give this dude his proper due he has turned it out he has given us a horror villain a black horror villain and he needs to be revered so legendary horror icon fucking tony todd um (laughs) he brings us tales from the hood 3 which is currently airing right now on sci-fi on sci-fi demand and it's also on dvd and um digital um any digital on demand method that you want to (laughs) use um it okay we had a technical difficulty but i'm back anyway um It is a much stronger film than the second version, which I hate to I hate to say that. <laughs> um, 
because you know i the second version well the first version as you know um had you know clarence williams the third as the you know the mortuary the mortician we'll call him and then which is ultimately the devil and we had keith david the last time this t- and so i wanted that to be as good as the first one the second version it was not it was a little disappointing this one is better than the second one to me in my humble opinion and because it's my podcast it's the one that we're going to go by right now <laughs> it is directed by rusty kulandoff and darren scott who have done and they both wrote both of these uh what is wrong with me right now i can't talk they're the writing directors from the previous two as well um this one kind of to me is better because it, it kind of got back to um where was that well all of them all the whole thing is basically just like the first one it's all it always talks about you know morals or whatever and you're always supposed in these type of films you're always supposed to learn a lesson I compared it last week I compared um the mortuary collection which is airing on shutter <laughs> um to this because it's just, it was it was tales from the hood the mortuary collection is tales from the hood it's, like I said except for white folks um this tales from the hood is slightly different and I'm not gonna I don't want to spoil you because again I always want you guys to watch these films when I talk about them that's why I don't give as much detail I think as other people do like people go really in and tell the whole damn tale and I don't want to do that because I want to give you my opinion tell you to watch it or don't watch it or kick rocks or whatever and because I like the I like when you guys DM me and tell me what you thought about it or you know sometimes you disagree and that's fine too that's the point but um like I said uh this is basically the same type of setup where you have a a um person telling different tales in each tale you learn something in this particular one there were four four tales and each of them are really good i happen to have a favorite in there And I, and I think it's just because of the fucking times that we're living in. And that to me was the second one, which is about a MAGA dude. And they I mean they took shots fired at Donald Trump and all his followers and did not hold back. And I'm sorry, that's just the mindset I'm in right now. So I was like for it. Um again I won't spell you spoil you on it, but it basically just teaches you racism is bad. Pay attention to it. I hope to hear from you to see what you thought. The first one, the first one is a classic horror. Um, and it teaches you greed is bad, right? And it has the the typical horror tropes in it. And it has a red ball. Remember what I said about the changeling and the red ball? If you ever see a red ball, you know your ass is in trouble. Because <laughs> you've walked into a horror movie. But, um, so it has a red ball in there. And I thought, wow, okay. Harking back to my previous statement. Somebody may have heard that. Do you think somebody heard what I said? No, probably not. But anyway, um, one of the, the villain in this ushers one of the, I think, one of the best lines I've heard in a long time. He literally tells the ghosts to go hunt 
an attraction or something <laughs> I don't know why but that stuck out for me I really wrote I really wrote that down like I literally wrote that down I really like that I don't know why but I did he gets a great come up come up it's in the end as all of all of the you know villains do in each of these vignettes his is really good as well he got he got he karma's a bitch right um the third one involves um Lynn Whitfield, Whitfield, and I don't know if you know who she is, but she's this amazing black actress. Um, and if you don't know, you should know who she is. She plays a aging opera diva in this, and she and I, I did. I was trying to look up her age to see how old she is, um, and I was shocked to find out she's she's older than my mom. And I was like, wow, I didn't, I didn't know she was quite, I thought they were like probably the same age, but she's, she's a little bit older than my mom. She's 60, um, 67, almost 70 years old. And let me just tell you, this bitch is still bad. She is bad. <laughs> and I mean, I mean, just, just amazing. She looks amazing for almost 70 years old. They have this scene where mama's just just serving body she's in the bathtub serving body at 70 almost 70 years old i was like get it she's goals <laughs> like damn whatever vampire blood she's drinking <laughs> and that'll make way more sense when you watch this <laughs> whatever vampire blood she's <laughs> she's drinking i'm like damn i need some of that shit she looks amazing um and i don't know this this new guy that plays the 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 one of the um the guys in the movie I mean, it's part of the movie, um, this film. I cannot remember his name right now. I, I want to say Marcus. Ladies, check out Marcus. <laughs> um, him fine. <laughs> um, I don't know. Um, I was trying to look him up. I think he's, um, they shot this in Canada. So I think he's a, um, a Canadian actor or whatever, but I hope he does well and he gets in more films where we can see him. You, you'll see, ladies. Trust me. You, yeah, you'll see. You'll, you'll agree with me when you see him. He's quite, quite nice on the eyes. And yes, I did, I did objectify him. And I'm not gonna stop. I, I did, totally. Um, it's kind of it involves voodoo, which the whole thing, the ending of the film, also the last, the fourth tale, also involves voodoo. This, this one does too with Lynn Whitfield. I hate to kind of say this, but it kind of had a very, I don't want to spoil you. I'll, if I say what I'm about to say, it'll spoil you. So never mind, never mind, never mind. Nothing to see here. Move it along. Save yourself. Um, The last one, the last vignette um, involves this dude. His profession is a mugger. Literally, he's a fucking mugger. That's what he does for a living. So... You're gonna be real happy when he gets his comeuppance, and and it's literally bad for his ass, and good, well deserved. Um, it's not scary in that in that sense or whatever. Those two, the the one with Lynn Whitfield and the one with the mugger or the maga dude, are not. They're not scary, but they are horrifying because of the situations, as uh these kind of films tend to do. The first, the first one, like I said, is truly has the horror tropes in it, very nicely done. 
the final tie-in and how it's tied in together is fucking awesome i really like that i like the ending i thought it tied they tied it up the tails really really nicely it's a nice twist um again i i vehemently disagree with um the people on um imdb I'm, 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 i really don't know i'm really starting to think that people on imdb and other places that are rating these movies aren't horror fans because I don't know what they ex- what they're expecting when they're watching these movies, um. So they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. It should have higher ratings. I'm not sure what they're expecting. They should have higher ratings. Um, but that's about it. Like I said, it's playing right now on Sci-Fi. If you have Sci-Fi, um, so you can find it on Sci-Fi Demand or on DVD or on um, Video On Demand. Now, for that news that I was talking about earlier in the cast, I am announcing Shudderfest. That's right, Shudderfest. A free, day-long, virtual Halloween event this Saturday, October 31st. It's a streaming celebration that will feature Clancy Brown, Keith David, which I just talked about earlier, Robert England, Kirk Hammett, Camille Alexandra, Greg Nguttaro, and my friend in my head, Tony Todd. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you guys that you should tune in for this. It's an all-day schedule, which I'm going to um, publish on harfatale.com. That'll give you all the schedule for this all-day event that starts at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. UK, and 3 a.m. Sunday um, in, U- in the UK. I'm sorry. Um, let's see. I'm trying to see what else I should tell you. Well, the highlights of the event include a virtual hangout with horror royalty. It includes luminaries. Again, my friend Tony Todd, who's Candyman, Robert England from A Nightmare on Elm Street, and many others. Um, there's going to be a conversation between the stars and creators of 2020's Zoom Horror hosts, which we talked about earlier on a couple of podcasts ago, and I have a review up on horrorfortale.com and I know you've heard about it right now um they're gonna have a, a zoom conversation the makers of 1999's found footage masterpiece the Blair Witch Project will be there they're gonna be a panel of musicians who love horror including Bright Light Bright Light Star Callers Errol Duval and Scary Storytime um and also um Scary story time with Scare Me's Josh Rubin and his friends. Uh, let's see what else. There's also going to be a, a special King Cast podcast with uh, um, Creep Show showrunner Greg Nusaro and a one time screaming of a future Shutter original film that won't be available into 2021. Again, this is this is all all of this is free um, on Shutter. Except they're going to be um, a possible treat for just the members only. At 9 p.m. Eastern Time, there's going to be a double feature 
for just them. Secret screening on Shutter TV. And so I'm going to publish again the entire schedule so you guys can see everything. Um, like I said, there are going to be all these fan favorites, these genre icons, these directors, these writers, producers. And it's free to all and available anywhere in the world via the ShutterFest.com website. Again, I'm going to put all of this into the podcast show notes. Well, not all of the, not the schedule, but the links to um, my site, HorrorFatale.com, which will give you the entire schedule in whole so you can keep track of what you need to sit down and watch, man, because I get it. You may not want to see everything, but you might want to, you know, see Keith David and Tony Todd and Robert England, right? Um... So once again, this ends our ramble fest. <laughs> I don't fucking care. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> I did. Anyway, I'm gonna ask you guys to follow me on the socials on the Horfatel at Twitter and Horfatel on the Instagram. I still have a Facebook page, but I don't bother with it. So I wouldn't recommend that you bother with it either. And if you feel so inclined to go old school, drop by com and drop me a note or email me. But this ends today's episode. I want to wish you guys a happy, happy freaking Halloween I don't know how weird yours is going to be. Mine is going to be pretty weird because I can't even go anywhere. (laughs) Eh, So I'll walk my dog. I got our Halloween costume, so I'll do that. And probably watch some Shudder because it's free. (laughs) Um, So have a happy Halloween. Wear your mask, wash your hands, and have some sweet-ass nightmares, guys. Until next time.
time for the next song.